Hello and welcome to the Azabrana podcast uh, where we discussed uh, the best South Indian cinema has to offer uh, new and old uh, I'm Aditya uh, today we'll be talking about one of the best films of 2023 uh, at least uh, for me and not, not just in Tamil uh, SU Arun Kumar's Chitta uh, produced by Siddharth uh, written and directed by SU Arun Kumar uh, the film stars uh, Siddharth uh, Nimisha Sajayan Sahasrishi uh, Afia Tasneem and Anjali Nair uh, and others Uh, this will be a spoiler-filled discussion. Uh, the film is streaming on uh, Disney Hotstar in India, and I'm guessing Hulu in the US. Um, and you can check. Uh, and it's it's been out for a couple of months. Um, uh, some trigger warnings might apply for this film and the discussions. Uh, the film deals with uh, child sexual abuse and seesaws between a character-driven drama and a procedural. Uh, let me go ahead and introduce our guest for today. Uh, we have with us uh, Purvaja, a journalist based in Chennai who works at The Hindu. Uh, hi, Purvaja. Hi, Aditya. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Uh, thanks for joining. Uh, Purvaja has extensively reported and written on the Foxo Act or Protection of Children from Sexual Offenses Act over the years. Um, uh, we also have uh, Sarnuti Suresh, um, who works with uh, Tholder Center for the Prevention and Healing of uh, Child Sexual Abuse and also a psychotherapist. Um, hi, Sarnuti. Thanks for joining. Hi Aditya, very glad to be here. Uh, so yeah, uh, jumping right into the discussion, uh, I just wanted to get uh, the initial thoughts uh, from both of you on the film. Um, Puruja, can we start with you? Uh, I think you just watched it yesterday. Yes. Uh, so you know, I knew that the film was about um, what was going to be disturbing, and even though it's something that I've written about many times. I I felt like I wasn't in the right mind space to watch it but yesterday I sat and saw it and I think I messaged Sanuti and Aditya like and, and I messaged you immediately um I think you're absolutely right in saying it's probably one of the best films this year it's one of the best films I've watched in a while I was really surprised and pleasantly surprised at how sensitive it was for the most part um and something else that really impressed me was I think when a director does his research it really shows on screen so I picked up on a lot of um small details that I think they really paid attention to and of course the performances were terrific I I think this is a career best for Siddharth who I've always thought is a great actor but he was phenomenal in this and you know Nimisha all of them they were great uh, Sanuti Yeah I I agree with Purvaja with respect to you know the the detailing of the characters and how each the narrative has been built very uh uh interestingly which we have not seen so much in the other films that have come out in the whole area of um child sexual abuse like we had sembi then there was uh, gargi this year um i just felt like the character development like the people each of them were very full in some way so at least they were layered in a way that was important for the film and um what i found interesting was that more than it being about abuse I noticed that the movie is more about safety like how people understand how to keep young people and children safe and then our ideas of how to create spaces of safety are challenged constantly by our already existing ideas or assumptions that if you do this then you're you know you're 100% secure when actually the truth is that you're not going to be secure and that you know killing off some people is not going to secure everything so it's a interesting commentary on what is protection what is safety how to you know minimize danger 
uh, while also, you know, the other things about dynamics of abuse and things like that. But in that sense, I felt like it was a very uh, careful and sensitive uh, movie. Yeah, uh, that's that's a great point. Actually, that's one of the topics that I actually uh, sent uh, Puruja. I think uh, she, she, might, she might have shared with you uh, that uh, part about uh, what we perceive as uh, safety and what defines it. Um, like the, 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 the first scene itself is about... Um, uh, Ishwaran, uh, which is Siddharth's uh, character, um, uh, is late to pick up uh, his uh, niece mm-hmm. uh, from the school, and uh, there is there is a, a pattern that goes on about how he he sees her being within the school uh, campus and with the watchman there as as safe, and um, how we perceive it. Is that something that struck you? Is that something one of the things that uh, that stood out? Yeah, in in that sense, they constantly talk about oh. I am there to save, to protect, to be, to ensure safety. Or even when, uh, I think in the case of Pony and her sister, at some point, there's one allusion to uh, Ishwaran asking, oh, aren't you sending someone to make sure that they reach safely? There's all ideas of how to keep people safe, you know, and the checks and balances. Of course, those things are important. But despite that, things happen, right? And the movie showcases that. Something that, uh, you know, really struck me in the movie is how obsessed uh, Siddharth's character is with his niece being safe in the sense that, you know, you mentioned that the first scene is about him picking her up from school. So, you know, there's later this scene where um, she only lies to him saying that, you know, Sundari and her are going to be in a yoga class and it's going to, you know, she's going to come later than usual. But uh, Sundari doesn't go with Pony and then she you know she runs to Siddharth at the time and says they cancel yoga class. The very next scene is Siddharth telling his sister-in-law. How, you know, how can the school be so callous? How can they not tell us that, you know, the class got cancelled? Which I was very impressed by. I thought, wow, like he's so hands-on. Look at him actually asking the right questions. But but the next scene is him going to drop Pony alone at home while leaving Sundari alone with the watchman. So, you know, it's like Sarathi says about checks and balances, as in Siddharth assumes that the watchman leaving her alone there in school is safe, but he's very also angry with the school, you know, for not informing them. I really like this, the fact that him, this this whole picking up from the school thing plays such a big, you know, big part in the film. Yeah, there, there is a blind spot for everybody. Exactly, exactly. And also that the blind spots are, it's always, it's going to happen, right? It's a fate complete. it's going to happen. And the idea that you need to know that there will always be a blind spot, not from a space of so much anxiety that you're not able to, you know, have, you know, full, holistic, fun times in, in life. But then to know that they exist, like you shouldn't believing that him going to be there with his uh, niece all the time is not going to protect her from the chance of something like this happening. Right. So the I like yeah. that that was complicated throughout the film by different, different people, not just him and Sundari, but then even with Ponni or even when Shakti brings up the idea of how she felt unsafe at a certain point and then her disclosure of uh, of abuse in that sense. 
So the idea of that is constantly complicated throughout the film. And um, so uh, going to uh, the procedures of the POXO Act itself, um, and uh, can uh, Santi, can you explain more about how, how much of it is followed and at what level um, by uh, the police, by the hospitals, by families, and uh, what is the responsibility with respect to like whether how much of it the film gets right? So I uh, was actually quite surprised to see how much it got right. Like in the sense that a lot of movies, a lot of films have this tendency to make. Uh, the police and the judicial system uh, look like they are going to come and make everything okay. Like this is for you, if you are looking for justice, you go there, you're going to get it. But the truth is, it's not like that. You will have uh, inspectors and people, people part of the investigation team who are going to say things like, oh, you know, this Diwali time, it's going to be hard for us to do it. Why don't you just accept the fate? This body is your own child when you know, the family is saying it's not and we know it. And then the, in the movie, the forensic doctor himself reads yeah. out the you know text and says, hey, how old was your daughter? 10 years. I'm saying it's a 14-year-old person. Please go continue looking for your child, right? So uh, the, the way in which they're able to show the police as also erring in their own ways and many times problematic those are those are parts of the experience of being uh, a survivor or family of survivor um, and even with the court uh, situation the way it was kind of depicted that it's an in-camera trial and the ch uh, child is taken to a uh, vulnerable witness deposition center uh, and that it happens through the camera all that is exactly as per procedure that's how it's supposed to be done and also that the mother was you know uh, also allowed to enter into the room and then she said hey I'm just here speak all that you feel comfortable to speak I'm sitting right here so the fact that they were able to present those procedures and then the inspector coming to the house uh, after the medical uh, examination is done and she says how could you have not reported it this is a poxo case right so it it is as per mandatory reporting it becomes a case you can't stop it or withdraw it in any way but I just felt like in some ways, there was, um, so many times medical examination is not the only way to, to, to definitely say that, okay, this was sexual abuse, but then there was some kind of over-reliance on the medical examination for us to say, okay, Ponni was sexually abused and whatever was happening with her was because of that. So that's something that I felt maybe was uh, not there, that nuance, but on the face of it, this is the procedure. And it's important that that was depicted in this way, the frustration of the family, uh, police being kind of like, you know, in their own way, offhanded at some moments, but also still moving forward in this whole trajectory. But at the same time, any case actually takes very, very long. So I think because the movie is trying to put it all in two hours, it feels like it happened one after the next, but the truth is it doesn't happen so quickly. So um, yeah. yeah, but otherwise the main things it does get right. Yeah, I, I think in the context of the film, uh, uh, it, it it does um, get, get a lot of things right in the sense that, uh, like, for example, uh, I, I will link to a lot of uh, Purvaja's stories that uh, Purvaja, you've done for the Hindu on Poxo. Yeah. And because one of the stories talks about uh, how much of um, 
uh like what happens in the hospital like like how how uh, things happen in the labor ward and not um in in private yes. and so so there are multiple uh, segments to this where things can go wrong uh, so we only see uh, the inspector coming from the hospital uh, to the house and then we see the police part of it but there are so many parts to it that uh, that actually uh, is there which you can't show in one film absolutely in fact uh, you know one of the stories that i worked on i interacted with vidya and sanuti from tulir and you know i also spoke to a few survivors actually the families of survivors i didn't speak to the survivors so um the story that you mentioned aditya was about a girl who had been taken for the medical examination and you know her mother told me that you know when they took her they took her to a labor ward because there was no other you know there was no other place in the hospital and she felt you know the girl already was under a lot of stress and you know she was she was very upset and you know this basically added to her you know how she was feeling at that time and then there was his other mother who said that when she um, she had found out that her husband was sexually abusing her daughter and when she went to the police station she did not have an enabling experience in fact the whole story was about how there are so many stakeholders here at play that um it's it's now become you know now our focus should be on how you can give the survivor here and the survivor's family an enabling experience to go through this process and like sanuti said in the movie it feels quick right something that i liked in the movie was that as she said you know they show they show a lot of the things that can work against you when you go through the legal route but at the same time there's also this one cop i think the head cop who kind of you know seems a lot more proactive and he he you know he tells he's constantly reassuring yeah. ishwaran actually saying that kavala padadinga he says i think at the end saying kudichilla kandipa this is at the time when siddharth is going to fly into a murder stage he's reassured by this cop the cop seems proactive and they actually show us doing some work which i know feels a lot more cinematic here because it's it's 2 hours and 18 minutes and you know you have to stuff in as much as possible but for the most part in fact I think the first thing I did after I saw the movie was send both Sanupi and you a photo of you know a screenshot of Siddharth standing outside a special box yeah. of food. I never thought that I'll ever see this in Tamil films let's face it. And the fact that the girl was taken to a child friendly court which was I think this level of detailing I I have to give it to them they they've really done their research and this I really like. Yeah uh so that that brings me to uh, like the the film that deal with this uh, same su- subject right like like to 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 take the most recent example is of course gargi and from what i remember uh, that kind of detailing is not there and there's also a, a sort of a, a media trail that happens uh, throughout uh, gargi and, and the media exposes the accused and uh, so in in that in that respect uh, sarathi can you talk about if 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 you, if you can if 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 you if you remember the thoughts about that film when you watched it uh, with respect to uh, these issues and then uh, what is the role of the media and how uh, chita probably circumvents it because chita doesn't get into that uh, yeah. uh, that angle at all i was actually going to point out like one of the things that i found as much as chita is put so many things in it and i found myself also not having the time to recover from whatever was going on and you know the lots to process within that two hour frame it doesn't show anything about the community's response or reaction to what has happened to either ponni or sundari or that you know un, unnamed girl that uh, was found uh, so we have no idea about what they think and what the media reveals or feels about what is going on which i felt like is important because at the end of the day these people are sitting within the within the whole milieu of 
you know, of the community. But Gargi very beautifully showed the whole media trial that happens. And uh, I just felt like in many ways, Gargi didn't, I don't know if I should be comparing here, but Gargi didn't do what Chita has done with respect to the layering of the characters and the 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 way in which the story comes together in Chita is very different from Gargi. Gargi is is focused on the particular case. Yeah. And there are some, it's all about the, the movement of the case. Here it's like the case and the family and the connections and also certain other elements of how the abuse can be perpetrated in different, different ways, like the opportunistic type that we saw in the case of Pony. Then in the case of Sundari, the more uh, the, the grooming element involved there. Uh, and Shakti's example, which was again, someone from the family, right? It's interesting how all these three variations have been presented, but at the end of the day, I think this year, we've not shown that boys also get abused. All the victims have been girls in all the movies that we've seen till now. But this is still big. The fact that this movie is able to present that there are three, many, many ways, and three of them, these are examples. Um, I felt like that was important. Yeah, I, I think Gargi also uh, is from from, an, uh, from the other perspective. It's also not from, Chita uh, completely from um the, the the other the families and gargi kind of deals with a different story altogether so it does yeah. have that leeway um but uh, the community part bring, uh, brings me to the next uh, topic that i had like there is there is a subtle caste politics in the film we see sakti standing up for herself twice uh, like once in the very first scene in the public toilet uh, in the bus stand akka akka inge vaanga Uh, when she asked the person who used it before her to uh, to clean properly and then when she refuses to clean someone's uh, residential toilet she, she just because just because uh, she's a conservancy worker okay. ஒன்னுங்க <laughs> <laughs> No, I was actually telling Purvaja about how I found that whole angle so lovely uh, that, you know, it seems like it's it was utopian. <laughs> yeah, and all slightly utopian in the sense that there was nothing, no one said anything about the fact that it was just a lot of uh, overt acceptance and that was lovely. I I like the fact that... Yeah, yeah definitely the friendship between Vadivelu and Ishwaran was... I, I thought that was resolved very quickly. Sorry, I'm not going to do it. எங்கிட்ட ஏதோ பிரச்சனை உண்மையில் hers in her own right and there are no questions about 
you know that it be that it's lower in any way and when it is presented she kind of throws it back at that person right and that's beautiful that bit was a little bit utopian but i love the fact that it added this layer and of course the movie was not about that the focus is something else but i do wish that there was some more <laughs> layering of that because it it seems like an aspirational element in the movie like the the writer saying this as a as another message that it's trying to provide and some kind of connection between say a girl who's abused to possibly being someone like shakti later who you know lives life is independent and their 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 uh, identities are about many things it's not about whether they were abused or not right so it's like it takes you back after she reveals this later and that circular kind of uh, thing that happens in your mind for the narratives is interesting but yeah it, it's quiet about the those the the whole anti caste narrative the or the inter caste love that happens i wish there was more of it but yeah some more about you know what people felt and how it was going but i guess that was not the focus anyway so yeah in one of um, in one of eeswaran's like first interactions with shakti uh, you know he's shocked to see her there uh, wearing the uniform and the first thing he says is nee romba nalla padipiye enna indha velaikku vandha and when her face changes he immediately you know says uh, you know that he doesn't mean that this job is demeaning so so you know you kind of know where that story is headed and something that i really like this you know through the film they show her working i'm i'm still not sure you know we we only know at the end about the abuse uh, that she's gone through but you know i was trying to see if i could gather a little more about her family and all that but yeah the layering kind of you know stopped after a point but for me shakti felt very important because the sanadhi and i were talking about this uh, she kind of also was presented this you know gender lens to which you see the film because she's the one who finally calls out iswaran for you know flying into a murderous rage for everything when she reveals her assault his first reaction she calls him out on it because you know the first thing he says when she says that she was assaulted is where is that guy i'll go and kill him to which she says that she doesn't want you know she she doesn't want the assault to become a part of her identity now and she also asks him saying did your niece ask to be avenged why can't you focus on her present needs what she needs now instead of going on and going off your own agenda this is very you know iswaran for he's a very loving uncle and you know he's he's really nice to the people around him and all that but he also you know it's it's evident that he has a you know there, there's a lot of warped thinking there because uh, there's also this other scene with the with the cop with the lady cop who you know i think sanathi has something to say about her later but i remember that one scene where um, you know she says i i think i've just about started looking for whom i have abducted sundari and she says terinja anga yarla irukanga he immediately snaps back saying why are you constantly coming back to people who know and uh, she says that any time i say something like this all you men will come behaving like saints தெரிஞ்சவனாதான் விருப்பட்டுதான் போச்சாம்ல 
Yeah, I was also going to add that this this thing about um, societies or rather are the public now awareness of what are the things about abuse, right? Uh, that most times it's a known person or that it can happen in this way or that way or this way or that way. I like that the movie challenges those things also and says, okay, hey, it may be a known person. It may not be a known person, but we know that the statistic is really high. It doesn't mean that every case you see is going to be that, right? Exactly. So just, just that you know this piece of information doesn't mean that you apply it everywhere that you go. The fact remains that that is just like a guiding understanding of it, but it doesn't answer every possibility. So I like that it makes those complications, but then towards the end, I just felt like it was still sitting on the cliche, you know, this groomer, you know, abductor, serial killer kind of thing. Also kind of caricaturized in some ways, like this person didn't look like a real person, meaning that, I don't know, I just felt like there was not enough about him. So we don't know what was happening with him. And it was just this weird person who was doing these strange things that's all so and yeah. we have so many movies that show exactly that trope when actually abuse can be so many types where it is not always like this and the examples are very extreme is what I felt the extreme type of sexual abuse things are not as high as the other ones the stuff in the middle that can be mediated in some way but also have long-lasting psychological effects so in that sense I just wish that that could like it while it was making things complicated the final clinching kind of a story upon which everything was riding was not very it was kind of cliched yeah and, and that, that that's where uh, you know you, you, when, when if you, if you, if they were going to focus on that that's where the, they will be forced to bring in the community angle that you meant Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and staying with that point, uh, the expressions of uh, masculinity and vigilante justice when, uh, you know, when each one goes on this murderous rage. Um, uh, can, can you talk a little bit about, uh, with respect to, uh, like, real cases, like, how, how did these impact a POXO trial? And how, how does it impact the survivors and the close families? Um, like, how do these actually... Um, go about in, in when, when it actually happens and 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 people you know um like they, they, they're just baying for blood like outside a court or something like that you know what i find strange and i don't know if i understood this wrongly but both of you please correct me if i'm wrong when the stabbing incident happened why did Ishura not face any kind of police action on that I don't understand. Did he, did he stay in the police station for a night? Was he remanded? Like, what was what was the consequence of the stabbing? I'm not. Yeah, I I'm not sure of that as well mm. because I actually I actually went back two minutes and saw that scene again to see if you know I missed something or maybe did he, he imagine it. The other did it yeah, did it actually happen? It happened. Right? Yeah, yeah, it, it happened. I, it kind of they just brush it past it. Yeah, they don't even. Mm. Yeah. Does he get away because his friend is a cop? Yeah, that's the other Possibly, thing. yeah. And, and yeah. I mean, this murderous rage thing, I suppose a lot of people think about it. I don't know how many instances it does actually happen. So, especially when it is, say, within the, fa like, incest-related sexual abuse is very different from stranger sexual abuse and what happens when families mm -hmm. are reacting to that. I don't know. I mean, I suppose a lot of people think about it. I I don't know of how many cases where it actually happens. Yeah. 
and also to make a point you know here um i think the movie also largely worked for us because you know him flying into a rage is thankfully relegated to the last 15 minutes yeah otherwise there's so much more in the film like you know the the film spends about 20 30 minutes on you know what happens with pony and how he's accused and you know then comes to this and he spends a lot of time looking for you know it it, it becomes like a procedural Mm. there's more focus on you know what the cops are doing what he is doing to help the investigation like he and his friend go and get cctv footage they you know go and speak to people in this village that you know might have seen her so thankfully that's where the focus is which i really liked but you know the rage builds up towards the end after sundari you know is found which which probably was you know the least uh, which which was very cinematic in a movie that otherwise felt you know that otherwise i mostly at least mostly succeeded in dialing down the theatrics yeah but yeah only at the end but it's okay i think they did a they did, they did such a good job for most of like for the most part of the film that this is fine i think uh, just also adding to what you were saying purvaja i was thinking that there's some element of the way the stabbing is shown or whatever depicted de- depicted that it's about ishwaran also being wrongly implicated before right so there's some element of having dealt with the anguish of that and mm-hmm. i love that whole part where he this allegation is hanging over his head and everyone's reacting very differently to him to, towards him and i really felt like there was a little more time on that because we don't have that narrative properly presented ever absolutely absolutely and it just kind of went off into one blip and then moved into other things um and that excellent excellent scene you know everyone's talking about the scene where the mother is telling the daughter mm. you know this is uh, no one's supposed to touch you here and mm. she immediately says chittaoa uh, and then uh, he'll she'll say she just doesn't answer then says amma na sollu Mm. to which uh, to which the mother finally concedes and say, says ama chitta also and he's he's listening outside the door and he looks heartbroken yeah. but the next yeah. second his niece looks at him and smiles yeah and well, then also sorry for cutting you but yeah. i love the, the expression on his face was while he's heartbroken he smiles and he has this smile of you know i get it i see why yeah. you're having this conversation with her it's okay yeah. that thing yeah and and i think also the the scene it's leading to um uh, uh his accusation is also done very well in the sense that you have this this uh the they they film it like 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 some recording like someone is like it is a recording i think someone is watching him yeah uh, someone is recording it on the phone yeah and um uh, the, the, the whole the way it is directed uh, it, it and, and they don't show the be- uh, the video that's being passed around at all and i think uh, i think that was a very intelligent decision that they took uh, to you know to even give the audience a kind of um, a, 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 you know a, a, a suspicion that yeah this is this is probably where the story is even heading because because they build up to that uh, uh to that level because they 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 have this uh, family of uh, chitta uh, his, his um sister law and 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 his niece um like like uh, living as as a family and and um i, I think that is something they did very intelligently to 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 to, to sort of move us uh towards that um that angle of the story exactly and you know uh, because you were talking about a build up right from the start we are also shown chitta's relationship with ponni in fact i think in one of the first pictures uh, first see uh, initial scenes when he goes to ishwaran's house ponni sitting on his lap and he's feeding her dinner 
ரீகன்சைல்ட் Yeah, uh, also, yeah, he just beats him up, right? When he comes yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So there is... Also, also they do show him as, as someone special because because he is feeding Ponni and then there is someone else who comes and uh, chides Ponni and, and she, she reacts angrily. So yeah. everyone does have a soft corner for him. Yeah. There's something else that I wanted to add, you know, um, with respect to... the way in which the movie shows disclosures right and how uh, children don't disclose things immediately or completely um like for instance in the scene where uh, anni is brought to the house is asked to come so randomly like these rowdies come and she just agrees and comes off probably she felt threatened so she comes with uh, sundari and they're in uh, ponni's father's house and uh, he first asks her to send uh, sundari out and she first says no no and then she passes the phone to her and almost like a switch going off or on pony takes i mean sorry sundari takes it and she goes out and she's waiting in that conversation he tells her you can't don't you know what he's done and this and that and call your own daughter she will tell you why didn't he take uh, sundari along with him yeah. when he dropped pony right like it suddenly everything gets clinched onto that one question and so when she calls uh, sundari in and she asks her the same question and she says yeah it's because uh, uh, he said that he will uh, speak to pony and get her to fall in line in some way because they were having a fight right so no context that sounds like an incriminating form of disclosure but yeah. that's how children respond when you ask them something they will respond exactly to whatever you ask there's there's not going to be a contextualization or all those things won't come out and then also about how um shakti discloses so much later in her life about what has happened with her right and the way in which pony's disclosures come slow and slowly throughout the film in this parallel way i like how that was depicted as well yeah can you can you talk a little bit about how the, the how that, that was depicted like like after when both the uh, girls are dealing with it and they are there there in the hospital and we don't we don't we don't see pony at all uh, mm-hmm. we only later uh, hear what 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 she said and um, can you talk a little bit about how how that is dealt with uh, in 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 the film and how how it usually the the the, the trauma takes shape uh, over you know several like long periods of time no so I, i was basically saying that while disclosures may happen immediately for some people and some children are able to say whatever they're saying it may not be in the way that we understand it because what they are describing at that moment for say a certain question like how anni asks uh, sundari why didn't chitta take you with him when he dropped pony she just says that one line okay but for for us as viewers with respect to ponni's disclosure we understand that she's been talking after she's come out of whatever like physically whatever she's dealt with she shared certain things then the court procedure happens and she's able to come for the chief examination and she's there 
sitting and talking about it. We don't know what exactly she says, but from whatever she says, we have information that, okay, there's some kind of modus operandi which involves the selling of chicks and, you know, the luring of the child, all that, which again, like I said earlier, is this the whole cliche trope. But the the way in which the disclosures occur is kind of in, in a uh, distanced manner. We don't see Pony saying these things, but yeah. we know that she said it. Like her uncle coming and telling uh, Ishwara, I'm so sorry, she told us everything and you weren't the one. You know, I'm sorry I did that to you. Then this thing about how this person has tried, had taken her and, you know, into the field. And also in, even more interesting is Pony's description of why she wanted to go to the yard or that open area near the temple because she overheard her elder sister speaking to her boyfriend about these deers, right? These, sorry, the deer, the many deer that he yeah. And obviously that was not a conversation about deer. We all know that. Yeah. But for a child, she doesn't understand it. And instead she's telling uh, Sundari, hey, there's this thing, there's this place, let's go, let's see it. Uh, and it's very, in, in some very interesting way, it shows us how children understand or take from what you tell them and what they give back if you ask them a question. And it's not exactly the same thing. There is a dis, there is a discordant, like there's a gap between what we're asking, what we're saying, what they're understanding and what adults are saying. So that is also very uh, interestingly shown. Like track into what the uh, what the act itself says about um, uh, about what the children uh, says about about the uh, about what happened to them and uh, how it like like it's 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 basically um, uh, it's not it, the, the the burden of proof was uh, on the other way uh, other side right in the, in in this in this case so um, how does that uh, uh, are there any gaps to it or, or is it is the act really that's strong. The act is a very clear act. I mean, uh, it's probably, it's it's actually a very good act. Uh, unfortunately, unnecessarily draconian when it comes to certain parts. But it is, it covers everything. It covers all kinds of ways in which uh, things that are sexual may happen. And obviously, uh, you know, uh, and like it goes, it covers showing display um, it shows also about touching, about penetrating. It it covers everything, including showing of pornographic images or you know using children uh, in in uh, in sexual abuse material, child sexual abuse material. So it covers all of those things. And the act, in that sense, is uh, it encompasses a lot of all of them actually. But Unfortunately, with the way the procedure exists, the child has to repeat things, you know, at the police station. And then when she's giving or he or she is giving the 164 statement, which is before the trial starts, but you give it in front of a magistrate um, and that's recorded. Uh, that's probably the first judicial uh, person that the child in the family meets. And then, of course, the trial starting chief examination, cross-examination. So invariably, at least three, four times, and maybe randomly when you have people coming and asking, oh, what happened, what happened, what happened? That happens all the time. So it the act actually procedurally only requires three disclosures, three tellings. Uh, but obviously, many, many times the kid is asked and uh, uh, he or she ends up becoming like this wind-up doll that, you know, you keep turning the key and then you ask again and again, they have to keep saying. So it's quite 
tra traumatizing for many of them. Uh, the the movie doesn't really show that at all. But the act as such requires only three. And it doesn't right. say that you have to say everything right now. It doesn't expect you to say that. It, it, they, they understand that disclosure can happen over time in parts. So I, I just wanted to add one last thing with yeah. respect to dis disclosures. What I felt was quite stunning in the film in some way is that none of the parents at any point in time, none of the caregivers at any point in time questioned what a child said. And I found that to be quite beautiful. Like no one asked again. There was no no seed of doubt at all. And that was very interesting. I was bracing myself for a scene, you know, where I don't know, the parents are probably yelling at the child or, you know, um, asking the child to repeat what had happened or something. And like Sanuki said, it, it felt amazing that that was not there. And, you know, whatever the child says is just taken at word. Which, which was really, really nice. And something um, that, you know, Sanuti was saying about constant disclosure, I think this was a case that Tulir worked on that, you know, I've spoken to you all about where there was this, um, there was this um, one person whose daughter was sexually abused by an acquaintance. And, uh, you know, she had, she was saying that, you know, uh, she was constantly, her daughter was constantly asked to, you know, uh, recount what had happened. And, you know, I also, I think I'd mentioned it in one of my stories about how uh, she was constantly asked and they were given a bunch of forms and not even, you know, they couldn't even go through it properly. And they weren't informed about, you know, their right to refuse or consent to the examination, treatment and collect collection of evidence. So all of this, you know, it does happen. The uh, the other thing that I want to ask was, uh, so uh, Arun Kumar in, in, in one of the, uh, in, in the interview, uh, Bharadwaj again mentioned about how uh, the main uh, purpose of the scene uh, in the school about uh, Sundari stealing the pencil was about, uh, you know, uh, he didn't want uh, the girl to be someone who's perfect, someone who's flawless, um, didn't want to create an image of someone really good and um this um this, this this can happen to anyone and this this um it, it doesn't matter whether you're a good child or a bad child but but the the other part of it at least from what i what i watched i don't know if uh, if this is something that um uh, either of you um, thought about but schools and youth institutions uh, how they treat children how do you see them handling a simple case of you know, like uh, like pilfering a pencil by a by a child, uh, punish them physically. Um, you know, is is there any um uh, research or is there any any, any anything on how, what it instills in a child about adults and how to what, what to speak up when 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 something drastic happens? Aditya, so can I talk about how schools deal with a simple complaint of abuse first, if that's okay? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's something that I've written about a lot, especially in the context of Chennai. Um, because, you know, uh, you must have known how, I think, two, two, and a half, two and a half years ago, you know, yeah. there was a spate of complaints in schools in Chennai. It was just complain, complain, complain. There was this huge, huge, like there were many, many, many complaints that came up from many, many premier institutions in the city. And, you know, at... I, I think at that time, uh, this is something that uh, Vidya Reddy of Tulir, you know, has been saying for years and still continues to say, you know, schools firstly don't acknowledge the fact that abuse can happen. It's it's just overlooked. Firstly, they don't acknowledge that abuse can happen, which is why they also don't have a protection policy or code of conduct or any such mechanism to deal with these complaints in, in place. 
they don't know how to handle it for instance there was one uh, there was one there was one incident where um, there was a teacher accused of um, accused of abuse and uh, the school was complacent and didn't want to fire him because they were scared that you know they uh, they didn't think they would find a replacement in time this was not by the way during the recent uh, during the recent allegations that came out this was this was a while ago and there is absolutely no acknowledgement and you know apart from the fact that abuse can happen in schools it can be perpetrated by teachers it can happen in it can happen anywhere in any institution in any place ranging from tuition centers to summer camps where there are children there are there are abusers who you know go and seek jobs or go go to these places because they know that you know there is access to children there is there is a lot of complexity here involved i, I think sanuti can correct me if i'm wrong this is what happens right because every year when summer camps begin we write about how you know summer camps are places where abuse can take place and all the things that parents should be aware of which is why you know when i was watching chitta i was so pleased about how you know how on the ball he is about picking her up uh, waiting outside her school and getting angry when the school you know cancels a class it of course there are things that happen later on but he is so aware this is basic stuff that a lot of you know people miss out on yeah i i agree even in the 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 part about when he sees that they are using this way of trying to teach her a lesson and uh the go the, the whole scene happens in the principal's office and then he stands up for her and he says that no she didn't take it and then as they're coming down the stairs she reveals that she did and then it's this beautiful moment where a caregiver is telling the child that hey you know it's fine but don't do it again okay because it's not a good idea and uh, make sure that you don't do it again i'm here for you it's okay and then he goes back up and then she's he's, he he tells her that he tells them that she's not going to be in the school anymore and then that's his boundary right like you you know make this child suffer public humiliation for something like this i'm sorry i don't want my child going to your school anymore uh and of course there's some cinematic dramatic element to it because it's not so easy to move kids from one school to the next and things like that but then it's a it's an important message where a caregiver can take that stand for a child and you don't have to be also you know at the receiving end of an institution at the end of the day you are the child's parent right exactly at the mercy of a school you don't yeah. have to you know be at the mercy of school and there are so many instances where you know aditya because you were talking about um, you know physical punishments and all that where parents say on teacher kitta na solra hai avanga adipanga yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a legit threat that's used to keep these children in line uh but what happens when the characters of the kids have conflicts among among themselves like for example there is a family conflict here um like it, it's it, there is a there's a focus on it for about one third of the film but then it resolves itself later on uh but but uh, what shape does it take and what is the impact on both you know the 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 the, 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 the legal proceedings as well as you know uh the well-being of the child with respect to what happens or what can happen what the act provides for is uh, is a person called a support person which basically handholds the family through their process of investigation and trial and things like that and 
um they help the family understand what is going on what need and what what needs what needs to be their role as being caregivers for the child who has uh, experienced the abuse but of course and i know that a support person as per the act is actually not meant to be a counselor or anything like that but then the fact that there's another person to hold them in this space of confusion uh is itself really important for them and uh, ideally as per the act there this whole structure of the district child protection unit that's supposed to come into the picture they have a social worker they have a counselor they're supposed to be the ones who are you know helping the family and the child uh, through this process but none of that happens most of the time uh, but i think it's not it's it's not i mean not i think i know that it's not easy for a child to have to survive this and deal with the processing of whatever's happened while there's a lot of conflict at home and uh, that's a, probably something that maybe could be a whole movie like that's that's how much of complexity that brings um but yeah. um yeah there are systems that have been envisaged through the act but uh i don't know how far it has you know been helpful uh, but in some cases yes that i've seen that happen some cases it's just been difficult also wanted to chime in here to say sanita i don't know if you caught it but when the cop goes to the hospital he says we should inform the child welfare committee did you get yeah konde var pesana enna idu saringa okay sir child welfare nu varsalanga நம்மகிட்ட பேசினாலும் அவங்க கொடுக்குற கவுன்சில் ஹெல்ப்ஃபுல்லாக இருக்கும் எவ்வளோ சீக்கிரம் முடியுதோ அவ்வளோ சீக்கிரம் அவனை தூக்குறோம் ஓகே ஓகே அப்புறம் ஏரியா ஃபுல்லாக சீரியா டெம்ப் பண்ண சொல்லுங்கள் வெரி எக்ஸைட்டட் டு யூர் தோஸ் வேர்ட் எஸ் எஸ் ஹி அனதர் திங் தட் ஐ வாண்ட் டு சே ஏர்லி அண்ட் இட்ஸ் விட் மை மைண்ட் வாஸ் அபவுட் ஸோ வி வர் டாக்கிங் அபவுட் த ரிலேஷன்ஷிப் பிட்வீன் ஈஸ்வரன் அண்ட் சுந்தரி அண்ட் ஹிம் கமிங் ஃபார் சம் அதர் ஒர்க் டு த ஸ்கூல் ஆன் தட் டே வென் தேர் பிளானிங் டு மேக் திஸ் whatever their escapade to see the deer right so yeah. um she's sitting in the auto and i love that scene where she's confused and she's thinking okay should she be here should she not be here and she sees he's there and then she just gets out of the auto and then she says i'm so sorry i can't do this and she jets to him and says oh yoga class was cancelled and it's so beautiful how that like it it tells us that a relationship with a caregiver can be about trust and love and attention and that you don't need to present every situation like i'm sure he's never told her oh if you get into a share auto with a friend to see to go to some random place remember you can come to me he's never had that conversation with her but she trusts the relationship so much and feels connected to him that she feels like okay she can't do this he's not okay with this and i it, i'm sensing so much of anxiety and i don't know so i'm i'm letting this go and i felt like as a as a parenting uh idea or a principle it's beautiful because it, some of us feel like for child safety you have just have to present every situation possible it is not really that you're never going to cover every situation but the only thing that you can hold between you and your child is that there's trust and connection and they have and the parent sees all the sides of you the sides that are not good the sides that are good the sides that are in between and they still love you irrespective right and then that is the thing that pulls her back from that situation at that point and it's quite lovely 
that that scene in fact was so impactful even for me that i assumed that the movie the rest of the movie was just going to be about him you know getting implicated in this in this case where pony is abused and it's going to be all about him clearing his name i didn't anticipate that you know what was coming was going to come because i was so taken in with this arc and then you know what happened happened but that was a great scene i even was thinking you know if he wasn't there that day you know if he wasn't there outside the school would she have got out of the auto and gone but i feel like she would have because she's constantly you know conflicted about the whole thing right from the morning when pony says did you tell him that you'll be late and she says no i don't think so she's she's not sure about it at all yeah it's it, pony who makes the excuse for her right yeah exactly yes the other thing that i also wanted to point out in um with respect to the dynamics of abuse uh, while they have presented the director and the writer uh, they presented this the three ways in uh, a really clear fashion but i also feel like these exact uh, arcs our storylines about abuse are constantly shown in media the ones that are not shown are the ones where you know there are no manifestations in the child or that uh, or that the, that the abuse has happened or that there isn't a place for them to be traumatized where there is acceptance and enjoyment and confusion that's coming from there and then the trauma hits much later like when you're a teenager or an adult and you realize oh gosh like this is what happened to me so those types of stories i realize that they don't seem to be covered mostly and while this movie has done a lot more than a lot of other films that talk about child safety and abuse um they still held like fell back on the one where um you know it's this really violent kind of extreme abuse um so yeah but i think even there it was in- interesting to see how the power is held like on the one hand uh with pony she didn't know where she was getting taken and it was opportunistic so she didn't have any time to figure herself out how to keep her safe Uh, sundari on the other hand was held in this way where she was constantly being told that she'd be taken to her chittappa that she and she knew that she realized she didn't know the route she won't know where to go and then this way in which he held her up with the idea of the snakes being let out if she was loud or you know the 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 environment yeah. of fear that's created uh and then in the case of shakti of course we don't know enough about that story but then about it being an incest related uh sort of sexual abuse but yeah these are the three types but i feel like the dynamic which is more complicated is the one where there are no manifestations where there is a case or there are most cases actually where the child is not traumatized because the grooming is so uh slow and intense and over time and confusing and only later when you become an adult or a teenager and you realize oh my gosh like this happened to me i didn't know it was abusive No, I I actually wanted to ask Sanati and Aditya also probably you because you know you've seen more movies probably than both of us. But um, what did you think of you know how the abuse itself was presented on screen here? You know, uh, the house and you know there's there's like descriptors of you know what might happen and what has happened. Was what did you think of that depiction basically? I, I I think they went for the impact more than the act itself like what happened yeah, after yeah. and I think that is one of the 
sort of the decision arun kumar probably made uh, there is only one scene we see with the the, the perpetrator and uh, sundari uh, in 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 that hideout we, we see like what what he was mentioning about the snakes and how he um, creates that environment of fear and beyond that we don't uh, see anything what we actually really see is uh, ishwar and um, Uh, with uh, with with pony and how how that looks to an outsider and and and, and i think that, that that is one of the intelligent decisions that the makers uh, made uh, yeah, because that, that that yeah that is something even gargi doesn't uh, do like uh, gargi has a pretty intense scene that's not uh you know that that has a very different gaze you know i was i was also thinking of um rakshasan you know that whole arc in rakshasan oh, yeah. this abusive teacher it felt so unnecessary and just uncomfortable and almost bordering on voyeuristic beyond yeah the, actually, the actually the, 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 the rakshasan is hailed so well but i i'm not a fan of this film <laughs> <laughs> like it worked otherwise i guess i don't know like as a thriller but yeah it was so problematic yeah i was going to say that i agree with what you said and i feel like it is a movie that um, a film that can it gives space for a lot of conversation without it leading to too much of you know uh, too much traumatizing kind of uh, content which maybe then allows you to sit with uh, with a child and watch also it's not like something that's going to lead you to like it's not something that is not that is not watchable by a child and i think that's that's a valuable thing and in some right. sense it is uh, the only thing that i was worried about was the stabbing thing but i guess that's also a place for a conversation but everything was like you said the the one that's out in the open but videoed and the the voyeuristic nature of capturing ishwaran you know trying to get pony to share versus the actual abuse happening in this way where you know it, it, there is this sense that there is something that's not okay that's going on um and maybe painful and all that but then you don't have to like it's not spelt out like you don't need to have it spelt out so i i think that it was very it's a very sensitive depiction of of the whole thing of the abuse itself so i i just have one last thing that is sort of unrelated to the film uh, but dealing with the same issue uh, is there anything else that uh, both of you have about the film that you want to add that you you feel we didn't talk about the film ends with the inspector at the scene of crime dictating to his writer about the burnt body of a middle-aged man who i suppose as the audience were given to believe is a person who was perpetrating the abuse ending the film in that way felt a bit confusing simply because i mean i know that the movie is not about revenge but it left this confusion that maybe possibly ishuran finally did kill the man but either way i really don't think the man's death was a way of uh, as a way of closure was even required because the truth is that people who abuse are regular people and they continue to live within our communities i'm just curious to know how the children were debriefed after the whole film was uh, shot like what the what was the debriefing procedure for the child actors that's something i'm still curious to know about but apart from that i was just thinking about uh, with respect to the observations in the film um the whole the whole commentary on masculinity and what it means in the face of uh, abuse of a child was something that 
is something I've not seen in other films. And I and I, I think that that is a really important element to it all. So, yeah. I, I went down this rabbit hole last night on Instagram after I saw the film. So, you know, I was going through Instagram, Sanati, because you asked how the children were debriefed. Um, I was reading, I think, also this interview by uh, Shubha Ma'am, Shubha Jera, uh, uh, the journalist. So I think in her interview, Arun had said that, you know, they they workshopped and prepared for it, for the film, you know, for the actors. So mm-hmm. actually, I'm really curious. I want to know more about, like you said, I, I'm, I'm now wondering, you know, what they told the children. And I came across an Instagram post yesterday. I am, I think it's um, by Sahasra, the girl who plays Sundari, her mm-hmm. parents, or someone who ran an Instagram account for her. So they had... One of the posts, I think, said, uh, you know, we're very proud of our girl. Something along the lines of we're very proud of our girl because she doesn't know what, you know, how powerful what she's done is and how powerful what she's acted in is. So I, I saw that and I was thinking to myself, I was like, okay, does the girl know as in, you know, what did they tell her? Because, you know, towards the end, um, when when he, when the, when the, that, that guy and, you know, is taking her and trying to escape, um, she she looks you know she's she's clearly undergoing um, mental trauma and that you know how how do you tell a kid all of this and you know how how do you bring out these emotions and those last you know last few scenes in the hospital as well I'm very curious too Aditya I should probably do you know like an in depth interview with Arun and find out if you have it already because I think we we would love to read it yeah I agree I, I mean. Uh... I, I, I have to read. I think Shubha's uh, interview came just yesterday. I, yeah, I need yeah. to read that one. Yeah, but, but on Instagram, I did see a, a dubbing video of uh, uh, of um, uh, the, the actor who plays uh, uh, Sundari. Um, that's uh, Sarshashri, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there was a, a dubbing video of uh, of a very intense scene uh, from her uh, by her and and that, that that was actually more difficult to watch than anything in the film like oh they, they like they tried to get her to cry and say amma yeah, right so and, yeah and mm-hmm. so yeah so so I, I i i didn't go into the rabbit hole of interviews and then because i also watched the film only recently i i couldn't catch it in the theaters um but yeah i, I but, but yeah there are there are of course a lot of things uh, we can uh, uh, we need to find out about how you know the, the the making of the film itself, yeah. And also what research he did. Um, in Shubhaman's uh, interview, you know, he says that uh, Arun says that you know he researched for quite a bit, which is evident from the film clearly. Because I don't think otherwise, you know, uh, you would be so clear about even what court they're sitting in, and you know all the finer details about you know how the procedures carried out. But I'm curious to know, you know, who he spoke to. He says that he spoke to a lot of activists and he showed it to a lot of people working in child protection to ensure that, you know, they're not misrepresenting anything. And, you know, they're making sure that, you know, they've got all these little, little nuances, right? So that I think that that is very nice to read, actually. I would love to know more. Yeah, I agree. I just, I I think uh, in general, I found this to be a very refreshing and interesting watch. I just wish that at some point, I don't know, maybe in the future of our Tamil cinema, we don't keep replaying the same uh, tropes that through which child sexual abuse happens. And that many times you won't have 
someone like Pony wanting to go to the toilet to vomit. You won't have, uh, you know, a strange kind of caricaturized person who is, you know, lurking around and waiting to nab a kid off the street like Sundari. Um, you know, and I, I want there to be a, and I know it's complicated and that is why maybe it's not happened, but I wish that someday there is a film like that. So th that's our discussion on uh, S.U. Arun Kumar's uh, Chitta. Uh, thank you, Sandhi and Puroja for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, I, we'll be back with another episode soon. Uh, this is Aditya signing off. Bye. <laughs>